Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we come to you this day and give you thanks for all you have given to us for the gift of your Son. Be with us and guide us and and as you led the Magi, so lead us that we may go into your world. This we ask in your holy and precious name. Amen. Today is the day of Epiphany. Every year on January 6th is the day of Epiphany. And it is wonderful when that day falls on a Sunday because that keeps your pastors from having to decide do we celebrate Epiphany or do we celebrate the first Sunday after the Epiphany, which is always the baptism of our Lord? I am so grateful that I don't have to choose. But on this Epiphany, we hear yet again those familiar words, those words that remind us of that the Magi saw a star rising and they followed it and they ended up in Jerusalem and they went to Herod and they asked a very simple question. Where is the baby born king of the Jews? Where is the child? And I find very interesting the very next phrase. And Herod and all of Jerusalem were frightened. They were frightened. And so calling the chief priests and the scribes and they got together. It might be the first time ever that government and religious worked together. Where is this to be? And the prophet tells us what? In Bethlehem of Judah. And so Herod secretly sends the, the Magi on their way. Send word to me when you find the child so I too can go and pay him homage. Now, we sort of know the rest of the story, but you, to understand that rest of the story and, and what's happening in our world today, we need to think about Herod right now because Herod was, as the scripture said, was frightened. And Herod had this complex that he was really worried about people taking authority and power away from him. To the point, the historian Josephus tells us that he had his wife killed, he had his wife's mother killed, and three of her children, of his own children, killed because of the threat, the threat of somebody taking his authority and his, and his kingdom away. And so... He and all of Jerusalem were frightened because Jerusalem's like, it can't be the Messiah, can it? And Herod, who is going to take my throne from me? And so he had no desire, obviously, to go worship Jesus. He wanted to eliminate him. He wanted him to be done, to be gone, to protect himself. Now, we could easily say, that's the story. That is epiphany. And we could leave with smiles on our faces. And I still hope we leave with smiles on our faces. 
But there's more to that than what we can do, than what we need just leaving it there. Because you see, there's this tension at play. Because we know that God sent Jesus born as a babe in a manger in Bethlehem, right? And that he was raised and he walked and he taught and he preached the good news and he died on the cross for you and for me and was raised from the dead, giving us the promise of new life. We remember that whenever we baptize and in our confession, when we come to God's table and we receive bread and wine, body and blood, we remember these things. And as we might say in our confirmation class, we, we might say, this is most certainly true. It's a good thing and it's a wonderful, joyful thing. But the tension is that Christ has come. The tension is that Christ is coming again. And when we think about that Christ is coming again, we start to think about what's happening in the, in the between. Herod was fearful for his life. And how often do we find ourselves in fear? Not to the point of Herod, but fearful that our job is going to still be there when we show up on work to work on Monday or that the doctor's appointment is going to be a good visit and give us the things that we need to hear or that maybe things aren't good with our own families or we don't like things that are happening across the world. You know, we've got all these conflicts happening here and there and we're Heaven forbid do we know what's ever happening in all the other political circles of the world and on and on and on. And we find ourselves doing what? Not only having a little bit of that fear, but oftentimes we do exactly what Herod did in the sense of that we try to control the situation. Now, I've looked at my retirement plan, I can't control the stock market. I certainly wish I could. <laughs> but we worry about those things and how, what can I do to help fix it so that I am taken care of it? And we begin to worry and have fear and we try to control. Instead of setting back and saying, we are in the presence of the Christ who has come. The Christ who has come and has set before us a mission. You see, the Magi, if you will, were those first Gentiles who came and Jesus, as Jesus was born, turned all of Israel on its side and the Magi came and they worshipped, they paid homage to the king. Now, I find it incredibly interesting that the Greek word that Matthew uses for homage is the exact same word that they use later, that Matthew uses later in chapter 28, where he says, and this is after the resurrection, and he said, and they came to pay him homage, but some did not believe. Think about that. Some did not believe. We had the same word where we worship and 
came to worship him here, but some did not believe. Or what about this? The Magi come and they say, where is the king of the Jews born this day? And he will be hung on a cross with a sign above him that says, king of the Jews. Or how about the Magi who are warned in a dream to go another way and Jesus says, I'm sending you out among, as lambs among wolves. And the Magi who left with light in their heart and, and, and knowing the promise of God through Jesus that was born that day when they visited and worshipped and they went home and they had that light in their heart we hear yet at the end of Matthew, before the transfiguration, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Jesus tells us. You see, this epiphany, this tension that we live in, is not just about the gifts and promises that we've already received, but the gifts and promises that are to come. This epiphany is about the things that took place and where we as the people of God are supposed to go so that all will come to know of the gift and promise of God's love. It doesn't say just go into Westerville, right? Go into all nations. We as people of God are called this epiphany. To not only live in the moment of Christ has indeed come. But to cherish the moment that Christ is coming again. And so. It is my prayer. That we as a people of God gathered here this day. Will go out into all nations that we will hear the message of, of Jesus the, and carry that message as the Magi's carried them home, that we will carry the promise of God's love. And when we find ourselves having fear and doubt because of this tension that we live in, to remember that because of Jesus, we have the gift and promise of new life. Our sins are indeed forgiven. And in the midst of that uncertainty, as 2019 progresses, we remember boldly that Christ has indeed come. Amen.